The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Tuesday. It is the morning sickness. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. Big Dick Toledo. We're off and running. Let's do this thing today, shall we? I believe we should. Uh, hoping everyone has a lovely morning. A little rainy in certain spots. You get up and you're going to have some... You just washed your car. You're going to be annoyed. If you didn't, well, perfect. Now you can wash it tomorrow. It's going to rain a little bit. Weird spots. Rained on me yesterday for about two seconds. Reminded me of being in the Midwest. Coming back from uh, Tactical Black. I'm on the 51 and just deluge and then right back into the sun it was like two seconds it was all right just enough to screw the car up just enough to get that beautiful uh you know amazing detail work i just had done just screwed up enough but i walked out after i got my car detailed i walked out two days later we got a little rain but it didn't do any damage didn't look bad and i walked out and uh, evidently a pterodactyl had flown over my house and just unloaded on the hood of my car it was the worst huge turd on the front of my car so we got a little spritzing yesterday. Yeah, a little bit. Not much. It's all right. Uh, I am excited because the first story I read today was a, uh, I just opened my phone. Somebody sent me something and said, this is for us. Another a like-minded individual. Brett, you'll like this. Brady, maybe right. not so much. But Brady, all you've, you've aged into this. You could actually do this. They're, they're starting a uh, child-free, adults-only living suburb centers. Meaning you can't have kids, but you don't have to be 55 and older. Retirement nice. communities have Before that. the 55. No right. kids. Moving. But the thing about retirement they communities. They can visit. Nobody thinks about retirement communities because there's kids all over them. Because grandkids show up and grandkids end up sometimes uh, live with their grandparents at those things. I know in two occasions where uh, a guy lived with his kid and his mom at her retirement home because he got divorced and booted. So they, they have no policy that says you can't. 
these are uh, normal people, not retirees over the age of 55 or, you know, a senior living, where you just have a neighborhood with, you know, public amenities and everything else. So the lady was mainly complaining. She goes, we have a public pool with, you know, this gigantic thing we pay every month. And every time I go there, there's kids in it screaming and yelling in the lap pool. They got their own, and the kids have their own pool, but the, and the parents aren't anywhere. They just dump them off and everything else. She goes, so I'm working on it. And she, it got traction. Instead of people going, oh, you just don't like kids, she's like, no. She goes, enough people filed in and signed up and said, let's let's see if we can make our neighborhood child-free. Where is this? It's in England right now. Oh, damn it. But if we start talking about how wonderful that can be, we can still discriminate against them. Like, it's our, it's, it's our God-given right, evidently, as human beings to want to find someone to discriminate against. We've been doing it since the beginning of man. We pick a group and we discriminate. Kids? We can discriminate against. They, they have no rights. It's fantastic. But what you didn't know is the place in England's called Barren Woods. Good. Home development. <laughs> Fine. That's my favorite type of woman. The barren one. Can we broadcast from England? I mean, yeah, we need to move and amazing. have. You know what? In this modern age, you'll we last be able about to, four days in child-free zone. <laughs> no, in England, uh, I would last for. You could move me to Bhopal, India, if it was child-free. <laughs> I'd never want to come back, Brady. That's a tall order. Yeah, no, you could move me to the worst parts of Africa. We do not have children. Okay. <laughs> also, no food, but I'll take it. I'll, I'll forage for food before I live in a neighborhood riddled with kids. What a great thing. I mean, oh. And then, so, uh, that uh, kind of trickled down over into, well, why not uh, restaurants? I love oh. that. There's that one place oh. that opened up. Where? Uh, I think it's in New York. Damn it. No kids. No kids. Yep. None. The, I love it. The one guy, uh, it was one was a no kids, and the other was uh, check your phone at the... Cool with that. Place. That's fine, too. I would do that. Uh, but I am... We are a strong quiet group of people who did did right by the environment. Environmentalists, I call us, Brett. We're environmentalists. We didn't add to the problem. We were responsible not to make more people. And we, we want our own sanctuary. We want our own place. It is interesting because I, I think majority of the bars are still that way, but now you they're made more family-friendly yeah, they, stuff. Not necessarily when bars are fun. Yeah, but you go taverns and and yeah, you're Gilbert. There's no place in the world for you in Gilbert that's going to say no kids. That you go to the bars in Gilbert, every restaurant in Gilbert, all the good restaurants down in Phoenix are like, oh, this is a cool place. And Gilbert is just a family adventure. It's what Gilbert is. You couldn't do it in Gilbert, but that's the point. Like that's why I'd never live in Gilbert. It's a freaking kid festival everywhere you look. What about the undertow? They allow kids in the undertow. I don't think so. There's I think one. It's, I think There's it's one, one of those places. It's it's normally like you know you can have kids there till nine or something like right. that, and then. But what if you, you know. don't want to drink? What if you're not out for a night of boozing? You want a nice dinner. You want a um, you know steak yeah. forty four. No kid night at steak forty four. I don't know why anybody takes their kids to steak forty four anyway. They don't appreciate it. It's too much money for a kid to order the side of mac and cheese for thirty one dollars. Knock it off. Take your kid to an Applebee's. That's that's their palate level. They don't need to be exposed to this. Imagine what they're going to do on. See, I always tell my friend. He takes his daughter, who's now fourteen. They go. She demands like she does it all the time. Let's get sushi. Let's go get steak forty four. And I'm like, you know what you've done? You've wrecked whoever's going to date her. You've made her impossible to like. As a, because she, you know, you try to take her to a normal dinner. She's like, eh. She's been raised on, you know, Christopher's and steak forty four and restaurants in the Biltmore. It's like she can't date some kid unless 
the kid's independently wealthy, and she's not going to find that. He's just set him up for, uh, he's going to be the one that takes her to dinner for birthdays. That's it. My dad will take me to steak 44. Exactly. You, you're never going to measure up to the, the food daddy gave, and now she's going to be a weirdo. Well, that's the worst part is that kid, that poor kid that's dating her is going to be like, I can only afford a bag of, rib, a basket of riblets. <laughs> right, right. You, you know, come on. Come on. Two for 20. I have yeah. a coupon, dummy. Yeah, this is gross. I'm in. Oh, man. You're impossible to like. I told him he's The upside of it is she's looking for a guy that can do the steak 44. And... Downside is, can't find the guy who does the steak 44. You're going to a very good couple. Downside, she's uh, attracted to a bad boy who can't take her to stake 44. Next thing you know, she's rolling around in the back of a car, making people and staying out of Brett and mine's neighborhood. She's going to be pregnant by the time she's 16. Keep this up. I'll get you steak in a 40. Yeah, right. That's what she's going to Steak 44. Shut your mouth. Here's your 40. Sizzling a 40 ounce. And here's your steak. That's your meat tonight. You're a bad boy. That's right. Uh-oh. Opposite of dad. Bad boy goes to dinner with you oh. on her birthday. Oh, he's going to be Dad's eating. picking up. He's going to be eating, that's for sure. Oh, dad's picking up, but she's got to be careful because prenatal care says she shouldn't eat a lot of protein. She's going to be pregnant. She'll be bored. He won't be able to take her to dinner. <laughs> He'll do one of those romantic walks in the park thing. She's going to be pregnant. You've created a, preg- a pregnancy monster. But yeah, child free. And we need to be, nice. as people who don't have children and don't want them, a little bit more like, hey, vocal about, I think people should get kicked out more often with their kids. That was This all comes from me working at Tony Romans and seeing, you know, everybody acts like, oh, it's so different now. No, it's not. Uh, 30 years ago when I was working in restaurants, people just let their kids do whatever. The Cheerios, if I see a Cheerio, it ruined Cheerios for me. Watching people just throw it on the ground and say, well, you have people to pick that up. Like, what does your house look like, you hogs? They're goldfish bags. The second I saw that little Ziploc come out of that mom purse. Full of goldfish. I'm like, there's just going to be gummed up cud goldfish all over this table, all over that high chair. And you you just want us to clean up after them for one night. That's where the fast fast casual kicks in. They don't have time to set up camp and spray the Cheerios. They manage. I haven't seen that in a long time. But it's, yeah, they find the spots. Yep. If a mom has the thing of Cheerios or even worse, the little... Like she's super prepared, and that's the little plastic container of Cheerios for that little oh, little Tupperwares, yeah, little tups of here you go, doll, just gum it up and spit it all over the place. That's what, we're, and it doesn't matter because everybody loves you. Nope, not true. Cute. Yep. That was a good majority of the time. I think those kids were drinking tainted sprites, or we had Sierra Mist. There was a few Sierra Mists your kid was sucking down that had James Pierman's bodily fluids, and I guarantee you that. Tough, I never did a it. tough one is uh, eating at the restaurant, and you look over, and there's mush mouth. You've got the f- whatever the carrots, liquid carrots, uh, and it's all over the uh, mouth. It, yeah, just dripping. If you're at a restaurant, you shouldn't be allowed to. F- you should just like I um, could. Um, 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 just like I couldn't bring it in if you and I went to a restaurant. Like Brady, you're not going to order off the menu. I, I brought you a bag of food. <laughs> you're not allowed to do that. It's against health code. With babies, for some reason, you can bring food from home into a restaurant. Not supposed to be able to do that. If Brett and I are out, I'm like, I have some pizza I wrapped up from another place. Here you go. Chow on that. I'm going to order something off the menu. They kick Brett out. Like, what are you doing? You brought food from another place. It's illegal. Did you guys just, at, at Tony Romas, did you just just fight over who was going to have to take that table was, when the kids walked in? Money exchanged hands a lot. <laughs> I was like, especially if I was, because I was there for a long time. As a busboy, especially when we first started. I was a busboy. I started when I was 15. By the time I was 17, you still had to be a busboy. Because you couldn't do anything else. 
I had seniority over all these little pricks, and I'd be like, look, I've cleaned up enough. This is yours. Oh, you're going to give me five bucks for that. I'm not giving you anything. You go clean up that kid's orange snot slop goldfish puke. And was it restaurant carpet, or was it Oh, tiny? yeah, it was that cruddy oh. restaurant. We had to use the Bissell to try to get yeah. it off, and it didn't. It just mashed it in. So then you get on your hands and knees and scrub uh, baby cud out of the, ah. out of the carpeting. Blech. My little angel. All four. And I mean all four. Child-free restaurants and everything else. It's great. That's what makes the gay neighborhood so awesome. Occasionally, one of their adopted Asians will pop in. But most of the time, a child-free zone is a really fantastic clean. place to be. So I'm all for this. And a child-free neighborhood for normal people, you don't have to be in and amongst 70-year-olds. Under 55, yeah. yeah I mean, just a great spot to live. And it's for us responsible people that didn't go muck up the earth with more people. Whoa. Now I think some of these places here... You can uh, cut in at 50. Ah, like yeah, you gotta, I probably have to pay a little yeah, extra, but it's almost worth it. And that's the thing. People always will email and say, well, you were a kid once, and I was a kid who, if I misbehaved in a restaurant, you didn't know I was there. You never well, knew I was there. If I made a noise, if I talked, I was out of line. My grandpa had a rule in his house that if he's talking, no one else is. And if a kid says something at a table, dinner was over for that kid. You don't speak. You're not important at all. And it, uh, During dinner. And God forbid you hummed or anything else, he'd just reach over and take your plate. And he goes, that's it. It's a place for the adults to talk. You just eat. <laughs> Man, that's pretty awesome. Because now I'm like, that's beautiful. What a, that is a gold, beautiful thing. And he liked kids. He wasn't like, he just had strict rules about at the dinner table, the kids don't have a say. So it was shut your mouth. Restaurants. It was five across the mouth oh, for me if I got out of line. I just was. I was right in the restaurant. I spent many a meal in the back seat of a car in the parking lot. I blew my straw. I, I got a milkshake. That was a treat. Sucked up that milkshake and looked at that witch sister of mine and just shot milkshake on her. Oh, you got in trouble. Oh, did I get in trouble? I got carried out of the restaurant by my pants. Like a super wedgie. And he's like, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Don't you cry. I'll give you something to cry about that old line. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I realized, oh, he's going to kill me. And I probably deserve it. That was pretty stupid. And then he realized, don't. Note to self. Don't shoot food on your stupid sister in public or otherwise. And when dad's around. Stuffed me in a car. I sat in the back of that Oldsmobile Regency bro-am. About two hours. They, they took their time. Then. They could have abducted me. I, my dad would have been fine with it. He probably left the keys in the car with a note that said "free kid inside." <laughs> I almost bid on one of those for you at the Bear Jackson on Saturday of there's, Regency. Yeah, there's uh, an '88 uh, Regency. What year? An '88. Oh, 1988. Oh, okay, not the '98, and then the Delta '88. Yeah. So yeah, we had a '76, '77. We get the Grand Prix. Oh, the, yeah, oh we had another one in '86. The 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 redo Regency. Yeah, room. they were much smaller. Yeah, my, my dad Still liked the Oldsmobile. Still boat body. He loved the Oldsmobile, and he also liked a car for himself. The Oldsmobile was the family truckster. Yeah, child-free zones are, uh, they're good. I have no issues with. I wonder if it's like a whole community where the restaurants and stuff like that, no kids either. I think that it's changed. Amazing. That's it. Amazing. I mean, too, a little going out. I mean, now more and more families go out no matter what. When we would go out, like when I was a kid, when I was younger, had to put a blazer on most of the time yeah, going out to dinner. Up. When you yeah. went to the Menacor restaurant, German restaurant, <laughs> you there was the- you're behaving. 
<laughs> You're following uh, orders there. This is only 20 years removed from their last movement. <laughs> He's still a little wary of the Germans. There were a lot of them still alive from the last thing saying, we were close and probably pretty happy about it. They almost won. And you got to remember that the survivors in Germany that were on board were this close to being a Germanic. The entire thing was almost Germany, the whole globe. There were a few of them that were unhappy about the loss. They did not take the loss well. They looked like that guy for the Bengals just sitting there crying. It's like, the Americans did what? Oh, man, we lost. Oh, we had we were on the doorstep of it all. It was very close. But I understand you got to suit up and make sure. But we didn't have, we didn't do too many suit nights because my dad knew we'd ruin That's it. That's why we didn't like that. was smart because yeah. as a kid, you don't like doing that. Even on, even on planes. On, I don't want to go to planes. Yeah, we had to dress up to yep. go places. Yeah. I had a dumb little suit with a clip-on tie that occasionally they'd stuff me in. And I'd get antsy because I don't like having all those clothes on me. But I knew better. I never, you never heard from me. And that's, a good, that's good parenting. A kid is not to be heard from in public. It's not, it's not your time to shine, son. This is not an audition for who's the funnest kid in a restaurant. Sit down, shut up. Or, and you're not eating if you make any noise. That was great. It was the best. Uh, but, yeah, I'm excited about this. First story, this is for us, John. This is for us. I'm looking at this lady. All she does is put a TikTok out. I'm sick of this. Every time I try to use some of the amenities in our neighborhood, there's rogue children ruining it. Can't do anything. Can't go to the park. Can't do, you know, like have those anything. And it was, the worst part would be if they had a kid pool and they're still in your pool. That's what she said. I do laps in the morning. And there's kids jumping at me. <laughs> like, this is great. So movement against them. I, I vote to eradicate them all. I'm packing today. I mean, I go further. I'll say... If we could just eliminate them, I would have no issue with that completely. Just kind of, you know, wean out the entire species. This guy had a uh, this guy had parents like us. John, believe me, I feel your pain of doing something stupid. Except when, uh, it's especially when I was uh, shooting spit wads at my sister, my yeah. dad would just beat my ass right there <laughs> and didn't care who was watching. Yeah, I didn't get the beatings. I got the uh, I got everything just removed. I got the fear of beatings more than the beatings. Occasionally, you get the smack. Yeah, I would get smack once in a while, but I usually, like I said, five yeah. across the mouth. And they would tell me, I will hit you right in front of everybody. And I was like, oh, geez, here we go. Or he'd just start to unbuckle his belt, which he never hit me with once. But that was enough of a threat. He could smack that thing together and make me just poop. <laughs> yeah. Fear of your parents. That's a smarter, better way. Your, this love thing isn't working. It's just making all your kids fentanyl addicts. <laughs> Got to bring back fear. Bring back fear. 2023. Stop being their friends. Start being their wardens. Fear and shame, like we fear discussed shame. last week. Fear and shame have been missing for a little while, and it's uh, and I notice it with your rat kids. Uh, yeah, I talk to my friend Mark's daughter all the time. She's just evil now. All she, she just like she drove me home the other day. She's only fourteen, but they've got a golf cart, and we rode bikes. And I was getting bikes back to Mark's house, and you know everything else. And she drove the golf cart back, and she's just like, you know what, you are ugly ass. Like, all right. What the- all right, okay, and I'll tease back, and then, but she's just, and she'll cuss and swear in Stirring front of Stirring it up. Parents don't care. She's swearing like crazy, and I'm like, man, oh, man. It would have been a, just a, I would have been buried in the that backyard for that. Now. Oh, the cussing thing, it's theirs. They're, they're fine with it. Everybody's like, yeah, what are you going to do? It's total bullshit, Dad. I'm like, she's 13, you should hit her. I think you should hit her. It's like, why? Well, she shouldn't be, she's cussing at you. Ah, what are you going to do? You hit her. I think you, right now is when you, okay, guess not. But, yeah, so, child-free zones. And I like my friend's kids, but I like them at a distance. I like it when we go out. They don't go. They know I wouldn't. I've been invited over. and like, are the kids going to be there? Oh, uh, yeah, and a couple of their friends. Nope, I'm out. Their friends are there, too. I've been through this. It's a nightmare. 
Nobody likes your kids. <laughs> Not on adult night. Let's keep it normal. Be uh, interesting to see the responsibility of this couple. They're under investigation, the Department of Education, Ohio, because they have a school that's openly anti-Semitic and racist. Nazi homeschooling group. Hmm. 2,500 members on it right now. Huh. Upper, I saw it. The headline said Upper what? Yeah. Upper Sandusky, upper Arlington. which is oh. uh, Cleveland, but they're under investigation right now. They're openly anti-Semitic and they're under investigation? That the investigation well, takes two seconds. Well, that's why they've been accused of this, so they're under investigation, but they, you know, uh, I think they got something here. Nazi dissident homeschool group, which now boasts over 2,500 members, members on its telegram channel i guess you can get it uh online too but if you're openly anything what are they investigating that's you whether that's 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 got a, it's illegal to be is it a public you know, school the group o- openly advocates white supremacist ideologies and uh aims to make sure the children they teach become wonderful nazis sure if it's a private nazi school you got to allow it if it's a public really? school, absolutely. It's the same thing as you going so to your religion school. So maybe they're looking school. into it to see. No different than you taking Kirby to Christian school. It's a belief system being taught to a child. It's horrible. Well, maybe they're making sure they follow everything. Like, if you're disciplining the kids, how are you doing that? Um, they're all on the same team. How do the Nazis discipline differently to their group? I'm I mean, saying they're not. My, well, I, I know some states... You know, ban any kind of uh, physical striking. Yeah, but you're, you're assuming the Nazis are just beating the crap out of the Nazi. Kids. Not assuming that. I'm just saying that that's why they're investigating, checking out. You know, are you no. following the state's education yeah, laws? Teaching them the reading, writing, and arithmetic. I don't think they're worried too much about knocking them around. And also throwing some Nazi stuff. It's really no. I, I, it's awful, but I don't see it any different than going to a religious school. Another great thing about the adult-only thing. No schools, let alone no Nazi schools. No stupid zones where you have to slow down to like four miles an hour for no red for ed taxes. You know my favorite thing in the world is... Oh, you already have those. City buses uh, don't care about the people on the buses. They assume that... And they just park them on the side of the road and everybody can just get out. But a, a school bus, they know those idiots get out. They have to stop everybody going every direction. City bus the other day just stopped on the road, and I was going around it, and then people just started to walk in front. There's no crosswalk. I'm like, we need to Didn't stop. Didn't you learn this <laughs> at school? <laughs> when, did, when did that leave your brain, dummy, that you're not supposed to? There's a crosswalk 15 feet the other way. I'm just going to walk in front of the bus. And pops right out from a, you didn't, I didn't see him, right there in Glendale. Boink. I'm like, ah! Yeah, but nobody cares. And that's what I always like, too, is like elementary school kids, they've done some studies. They can take a hit from a car at 50 miles an hour or under. Really? Junior, junior high is 25. You notice that that's yeah. it. They don't slow you down. Well, in high it bounces school. so far. Yeah, high schools are like 35. Let's kill it 10 miles an hour. These kids are bigger. We can hit them at 35. I've always, I've always looked at school zones acceleration of speed as hilarious. Like, man, these kids are pretty small. 15. 15 and under. That, high school, yep. 35 <laughs> yeah, and High school is 35. pretty good. And the lights will be flashing. A reminder, these kids are 35. We're not going to take it to 15 for them. If not they as many hit. rolling balls in high school crossing <laughs> the street. I guess. They should have learned from the 15 to 25 mile an hour strikes that 35 is going to hurt a whole lot more. I just always thought it was great that as you got older, the speed limit around you went up. All right. Now you're in the 25 mile an hour zone. Don't go dicking around. You survived the 15. It's like Donkey Kong. You're on another level. It's going to get a little tougher out there.
I get upset when someone passes me in the 15 mile an hour zone. I'm a bang. They're they're you can't pass. Yeah, no, I don't. I I, I obey it to that crosswalk and then I gun it the way you're supposed to. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast podcast.com anyway uh we have a special guest outside the door i don't know if you've seen him outside oh, no. it's a very He's... it's a it's a yeah, here we go oh boy oh, ladies and gentlemen you died now put tonight the bottle show down there he is tonight show host put your drink down jimmy it's 607 jimmy fallon's here everybody come on in jimmy hey guys it's good to be here, you guys. Mark this week, I can't wait. Big day. Tonight's show's going to be huge this week, I'll tell you what. We're going to have Dave Batista, Sarah Michelle Gellar's coming out and talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which I love. Actually, I love that show. I was way too old for it when it was out. So excited. And I still loved it. It was great. Uh, the great Brian Adams from Canada. Right. Going to come out, going to sing some songs to us. It's going to be great. Of course, uh, Blake Shelton will come out. We're going to play Pies and Faces. It's going to be great. You know who's not going to be on the show? Who? Oh. Cindy Williams from Laverne and Shirley. She died yesterday. Cindy Williams will be on the show this week. She died, which means everyone from Laverne and Shirley is dead except for Lenny. Put that in your hat. Man. Man. They're all dead. The whole crew. Dead. Cindy Williams, who played uh, Shirley, died yesterday. She was only 75. That's it. She won't be on the show. But Derek Teeter will on Wednesday. It's going to be great. And also, not on the show, U.S. pro skier Kyle Smain. <laughs> he was uh, killed in an avalanche yesterday. I don't know if oh, anybody man. knows oh, that. Brady just handed me that one just to announce a death, not a death of someone anyone would know. He won a gold medal in the Nobody uh, remembers. Name three. <laughs> don't say Phil Mayer in name three. Carrot Top? Uh, Carrot Top did not win. No, tomato no. can? He did not. Sean not, White? He's just a snowboarder, Piper. <laughs> if he dies, people would know. U.S. skier, nobody knows those. There's a billion of them. They, <laughs> If you want to go battle, no one knows why. You're right. You shouldn't have to announce yeah. that. I get Michaela Schifrin in 1980s Phil Mayer because he lived down the street from me. That's it. Goodbye, Cindy Williams. And one more. And we've cleared out all of Laverne and Shirley. Okay, everybody. Don't forget. Join us this week. Blake Shelton. Gwen Stefani. Dave Bautista. Ariana Grande. Timberlake. Tonight Show. Pies in the face. Slap in the face. That's my jam. Password. See you, Jimmy. Just never ends. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, Cindy Williams died. That is a, uh, wow. Laverne and Shirley, all dead, except for Michael McKeon. All of them. Wow. The big Ragu passed away a couple years I know. ago. Still, it hurts. rest in peace, bro. He's got the signs up at uh, Brett's house. <laughs> now, of course, Laverne died a long time ago. Shirley died. I think they both died of cancer, which means they built the whole set with uh, asbestos. asbestos. <laughs> yeah, Eddie Mecca died. Uh, of course, you know, the old Get lady. Get ready for those lawsuits. Yeah, the old yeah, lady. Mr. DeFazio, the old man, was Mr. DeFazio was a long, he was old. And I think yeah. he died during the show. He was like 80 during yeah. the show. It's bad. The landlady, she's long dead. And sadly enough, Brady, uh, DeFazio was younger than you are right now. And that's how bad he was. That's how bad the 70s treated people. Brady's about eight years older than Wilford Brimley was in The Natural. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He was, Wilford Brimley was 49 in Cocoon. 
He looked like he was 79. I know. He always looked like he was 80. The thing with him is he never ages. No, no. He he came out of the womb. He held it steady for a while. Diabetes. Like I gave birth to a little old man. But there he was. Lenses just got a little thicker. That's it. It is a weird thing, though, as a child of television in the 80s, to see the whole shows are dead. Entire shows are dead. Yeah. And Laverne and Shirley, all dead. Except one, Michael McKeon. And I don't know how Michael McKeon is, but he's up there. He seemed healthy and better call Saul. He does Happy a lot. Days is holding relatively Happy strong. Days has most everybody still alive. I think Anson Williams, uh, Richie. Uh, I think Ralph, Ralph Mouth. Mouth's still alive. Henry Winkler. Marion Ross just died. Joni. She's dead. She's oh, been yeah, dead she died. Years. But uh, Chachi's still kicking. Chachi's hanging around. Yeah, that show was... But there was a lot of teenage stuff going on. Yeah. There. But it still started in the early 70s, so they're closing in on dying. Gonna lose them all. Uh, Michael McKeon is seventy-five. He's seventy-five. That's how old Cindy Williams was. So that asbestos set should get him soon enough. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. And Squiggy, he died a few years ago. Of course, we remember our listener that went out and did the Squiggy Memorial. Yeah. And the Tom Mix Memorial was <laughs> replaced with David Lander. <laughs> but yeah, all of Laverne and Shirley is dead. Yeah, that's crazy. I watch old game shows all the time on the Buzzer Network, and I just like dead, 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 dead. And the other day it was a full dead house. The whole crew was dead because Scobie Mitchell was the only one that was close, and he was he's dead now. And then uh, I looked at the contestants, and I'm like, well, pff, they're dead. Gene Rayburn's been dead. The whole show's dead. And it was from 1977. Wow. All dead. I wonder what other TV shows are like if you think about it. I was just it, thinking. Everybody's like, dead, yeah. They're all dead. That we had. Not like, you know, Leave it to Beaver, which still has, a, you know, Beaver's still around. Yeah. Jefferson's? No, uh, I, think, I think they're all, I looked that up the other day. I think they're all gone. I think that one's. Like I'm just trying to think of that's pretty the, yeah, Lionel, Both the Lionel? OG Lionel died like no kidding. Yeah, he died of like lung cancer like in the eighties. The original Lionel's dead. Yeah. Let's see here. Josh. Other Lionel's still alive, maybe. Yeah, I think so. And uh, the daughter might still be alive. But Tom and welcome back, Cotter. Oh no, because Cotter himself is still alive. John Travolta's still alive. And uh, I think like Washington is still alive. Horshack's probably still alive. I think most of that cast yeah, is still alive. That was the only one I thought. I think a lot of people are still alive on other than that. Well, I mean, I don't know. I can't. There's so many shows. You can't. But there's, uh, yeah, most of them are all gone. Mork and Mindy, outside of Pam Dauber, all dead. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. It's weird when you think of all your reruns are dead. Crazy. Shouldn't be either because Robin Williams died young, but, yeah. Cheers. Just lost Cheers one says there. Kirsty, but I think everyone else. I'm surprised Shelley that the Cheers still, staff is still alive. Shelly Shelly was supposed to die. She got all suicidal and crazy, and then came back fine. Uh, yeah, I think the only dead one, and they were all coke head drinkers. And then Norm was just a stroke walking, and he's still around. Norm and Cliff, and they're in their they're almost eighty now. Yeah, and Ted Danson still looks better today than I'll ever look in my Coach entire can't life. Be alive. Coach died during the he show. Died, yeah. yeah, that's, that's where Woody showed up. He died after season one. Nicholas Colasanto. Uh, the second Lionel's still alive and Jenny's still alive. Jenny's alive. Everybody I else assume Jenny was still alive. The OG uh, Lionel's the dead. The cast. Though. These yeah. are the uh, secondary people. Yeah. Is, is uh, Bentley's dead? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, most of the Jefferson's all dead, too. <laughs> I think most of the show uh, One Day at a Time is now dead, except Valerie Bertinelli. Well, she'll explode one of these days. She, and she's one that, you know, you're waiting. And she's not that much older than me. 
She she's not helping herself out with anything. Yeah, that's crazy. Hmm. I love, you know, I liked a lot of TV. I watched a lot, and now I watch and I'm like dead, 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 dead. <laughs> the eighty stuff's still hanging on. Bill Cosby's still alive, for God's sake. Yeah, that's baffling. I think they're all still around, right? Yeah. I don't think any of them. It's yeah, time for a reboot. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd love to have him back, Grandpa, Grandpa Huxtable. I can't see. Come over here to, to my good side for a second there. Sleep. But, uh, yeah, weird. So, Cindy Williams gone. Laverne and Shirley has one left. The clock is ticking on Mr. Michael McKeon. He was Chuck in Better Call Saul and awesome at it. Just such a prick in that show. Uh, it's 6.15. Let's get a wake-up song, maybe in honor of Laverne and Shirley. Shamil Shamazel. Hoss and Pfeffer. Well, there's only one left. Oh, Different Strokes, only Todd Bridges is yeah, alive. Only Todd Bridges is alive oh, from Different yeah, Strokes. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Danny Cooksey, technically, but was that Different Strokes? No, 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 no. That didn't count anymore. Yeah. And you wouldn't mind it if his character died, too. Which would happen during the show. Little Sam. Yeah, I would have liked seeing Arnold stab Sam once. Is Dixie Carter dead? She's dead. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Everybody's dead, Brett. <laughs> Everybody's We're all dead. gone. It's happening to all of us. Uh, let's get a wake-up song. 585-9800. A good one. And we'll scream it together. It's 98 KB. Wake up! Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite. Repeat. Eric's Family BBQ.com.